Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. We're so glad you joined us today, and we hope you enjoy. Hey, Wes. How's it going? It's going well. It's good to be here. Good. Uh, I'd love to talk today about uh, specifically the difference uh, in, in relationships between being independent and dependent, and our goal um, and modeling um, who Jesus is by being realizing we have to live lives that are interdependent and what that looks like in friendship. So I just, again, first time that we talked about this today, mm-hmm. what, uh, what's, what, be, what comes front of mind to you when you hear those three, those three kind of ways to interact with people being fiercely independent where I don't need anybody. It's all, it's like, I will be my own person. Then there's dependent. I, I have to have other people for everything, for, for my happiness, my sadness. I depend on everyone. I'm dependent on everyone. And then there's an interdependent where I am my own person, but I know I need other people. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking of, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask you, like, first off, um, what made you think of this topic? Like, what what's going on in your head and heart right now? I think there, I think the most important things in life often come with attention, T E N S I O N. Like, there's a push and pull to those most important things, like the tension between wanting to do exactly what I want because it'll make me feel fulfilled and happy, but also knowing that there's people in my life, like my wife and my kids, coworkers, you, you have things that you need that I need to help provide and produce, but that those things might not be the same as what I want to do. So there is a limit and limitation to what I can do. Whereas I really could, if I wanted to do whatever I want all the time, because that's what makes me happy and makes me feel be fulfilled. But I know that if I did that, I would be pretty lonely and isolated. So there's like a, that tension of how much do I need to do? That is very much a a me specific thing, but then also how do I fit within relationship with other people where I need other people for, for pushback? It's, it's, like we're team Jesus, man, this is, this is a pretty big Christian, Christianese Christian word of the Trinity. So God, the father, son, Holy spirit, they are interdependent on one another. They need each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's modeled to us on purpose because we can't be who we truly are at our best if we do it all alone. And we also can't do it at our truly best if we are just constantly being like influenced by other people. Like we have to have that identity um, that is one, one dependent on other people, but independent. So that's that interdependent part where I have this identity and who Christ says I am. And because of that, I know how to give, give and receive into relationships that came it's, it's come to mind because I think a lot of our conflict happens because someone is either a too needy and they're like, just like constantly needing something from somebody else where they aren't their own person. They're not making decisions. They're, they're acting like a child, at, but they're an adult. And then there's the fiercely independent people who are like, I don't need anybody to do that, which is just 
just as silly, but it's like, oh, that's what a man does. It's like, he doesn't need anybody. It's like, really? Like a man who doesn't need anybody is lonely and doesn't make it very long. So it's this un- understand, like I've been thinking, like there's a lot of reasons that make me think about it, but I think about it a lot. Yeah. No, that's good. I think that when I, when I hear what you're saying, what I immediately think about is, you know, um, here we work at the refuge and, um, the guys at the refuge are listening to this and we obviously believe in Jesus. Like you said, we're team Jesus. And I think that in my worldview and our worldview, we're made for relationships. We're made by God. God has always existed as father, spirit, and son. And we're made to be loved by God and we're made to love God and we're made to be loved by God's people and we're made to love God's people. And so there's an interdependency that is required for healthy relationships to flourish. Interdependency, um, like like you were saying, just what that looks like is I'm showing up to these relationships and I'm bringing something to the table. You know, I, I have value and I have worth and I have skills and gifts that I'm bringing to the table. So first of all, recognizing that there's an independence that I'm bringing, but there's also a dependence that I'm bringing that I actually need. Right. What others are bringing to the table um, and recognizing that others are also bringing their unique gifts and selves to, to, to it. So that, that's what I mean by, I think we're made for interdependence. Um, there's a give and take, there's a push and pull. Um, there's that picture in scripture about iron sharpening iron. Um, you know, God, God chose to make the world in such a way that, that he uses people to influence and change us often. So, we need others and others need us. And, and I think we get into messes when we, when we either become too dependent or too independent. Correct. Yeah. So that's like the, the thing that's popped in my head often is this need for friendship um, where it's, I'm able to just be who I am, but I'm also like being impacted by those around me because if i operate in this world like if we can all think of like who's who are some of my closest friends it's the people who you can be the most yourself on it like the rawness of who you actually are and we're not afraid or concerned that we'll lose that friendship because of who we are because we trust them like i've i've you know made deposits and they've made deposit i've made deposits in them and they have made deposits into me where i know that we can exp- we can deal with the tension of a disagreement or or just like just being with one another isn't isn't weird and i think that man i think some, there is this incredible thing that's that we're all seeing depending on where it doesn't matter where you're at but we're seeing that this loneliness is going is out of out of control but we are hyper connected to each other with these stupid with, with these phones it's <laughs> unreal how connected we, I, man i sound old but it's that's not the point it's just like what is the purpose and like how we, we want this because we we value connection we value this this uh this touch point with somebody else but in order but we become again 
addiction is this is this world of dependence on something outside of ourselves like why in the world like that that's kind of like we can do it with people it's not just things but i do think that we we are seeing not just an epidemic of of addiction but it's an epidemic of loneliness specifically isolated isolated men because we feel like one i am dependent on something outside of myself that's not healthy people or i have this like uh, off the wall idea that being a man is i am fiercely independent i don't need anybody um, and neither of those are healthy. And it's, I feel like we have this opportunity um, or like, the, especially speaking directly to the guys in the refuge right now, you have this opportunity to, to forge friendships and relationships with other men that you sh- need to take advantage of because we have like, like Wes, what you said earlier, we need each other to build these relationships, to accomplish the things that are most important to us. Like that deep desire that each of us is given is, it's all different, but the only way we're going to accomplish that any of those is when we do it together. It's not like I can do this on my own. Anybody who says I've created this empire of whatever it is, the thing that I care about most and I created it by myself, they're lying to themselves. We don't create anything by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can't. That That might sound intense, but like we really can't do anything on our own. Yeah. And, and I think we live in a world where, um, where we don't recognize that, you know, we don't recognize our need for others. And, you know, I think, I think really the, the saddest aspect of addiction is, is that it's so, it's so extremely selfish. Right. And, um, and I'm not saying that to like judge anyone. I'm just saying we all have addictive tendencies to some degree. Um, but when you really see it uh, manifest itself in like uncontrollable urges, it's it's just selfish because I'm I'm completely preoccupied with myself and what and my own needs, and I'm not I'm not leaving room for others, and I'm not paying attention to how others are experiencing me. And if that's how we live our lives, we're going to cause a lot of harm. And we're going to cause a lot of pain. Um, two words that start with an E, I think, really embody this. You know, the word entitlement, the word enabling come to mind. Yeah. You know, because you brought up dependent, interdependent, and independent. And there's also another one, <laughs> codependent. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. The idea mm-hmm. of being codependent, which what codependency looks like is you know, when you're in a relationship with somebody and that other person is enabling your self-destructive behavior. Right. And I think, unfortunately, you know, many of us um, that wrestle with addiction, we, maybe we haven't been surrounded by a lot of healthy relationships. And sometimes what happens is you've got people that, you know, may have harmed you willingly and that led you to to numb your pain through addiction. Uh, and another thing that happens is because people in an effort to love you well, actually keep you, allow you to stay in addiction by enabling your behavior, which is codependency. And really what enabling means, right? Is it's giving, giving somebody um, the means to do that behavior that isn't helpful to them. So, you know, if um, for example, if, if I have a heroin addiction and I, I, I'm obviously I'm addicted to opioids and my brain needs that 
<clears throat> that dopamine hit and that drug for me to, you know, to keep me from getting sick because the withdrawal symptoms are obviously terrible, terribly painful. Um, you know, I might consider going into the refuge, but if I know that I can go to my mom's house and she's going to give me a free meal and, you know, I'm going to be able to stay there and be able to continue to live in this lifestyle. Like that's pretty enticing, right? Because, because I don't have to change and change is hard. And so in one way, my mom might say she's doing this because she loves me, but actually this is becoming a codependent relationship because she's actually enabling my self-destructive behavior that keeps me from becoming healthier, becoming, you know, changing and becoming a better man and ultimately could lead to my own death. So, so enabling is definitely a problem when it comes to how we relate to other people, which is what we're talking about today. If we're talking about being independent, dependent or interdependent, the other word I brought up is the word entitlement. And you know, some people are arguing that we're seeing this worse and worse with the younger generations, but I think this is something that's always existed, right? Entitlement yeah. simply means that um, I believe that I, I inherently deserve or have privileges or deserve some sort of special treatment just because I exist. So, you know, if, if I'm entitled, I'm coming into the refuge and I'm expecting to be given, um, to be given things, whether it's food or time or, or money or, or my phone or whatever, like I'm assuming these privileges and this special treatment, um, even if I haven't earned it, or even if I've done behaviors that are contrary to this, um, can you see this everywhere in our society where, um, there doesn't, there's, you know, the more unhealthy that I am, I think emotionally and psychologically, the more apt I am to expect and assume that others need to meet my needs rather than taking responsibility for my own actions and trying to meet my own needs myself. Um, or, you know, like I said, the interdependency working with someone, working alongside someone where they're helping me and I'm also helping myself. Yep. Um, if we're fighting for what's healthy, I think that's what we're saying to go back to what you said earlier, go back to what I said earlier, the inter interdependent way would be, okay, someone's helping me, but I'm also helping myself, right? If, mm -hmm. I'm, if I'm expecting other people to meet all my needs and I don't have to do anything, that's entitlement. That's entitlement. Yeah. And it's, it's quite disgusting when you see it, right? I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to be blunt here. <laughs> it's really disgusting when you see it. But it's also very, very, very destructive, and um, it's 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 a habit. I think people that are entitled, it's really hard to break because if you think that you're owed um, certain a certain level of uh, treatment or care or whatever, it's it's gonna really it's gonna really be hard to get out of that mindset. But if you're never taking responsibility for your own well being, um, that's never gonna end well for you. Yeah, it kind of. But the interesting thing. With that, it that selfishness that you talked about earlier, like it's like, man, if I am expecting this over and beyond, well, it's it's if I expect these extra benefits or whatever it is, it, like even the even the word entitlements gets some people bent out of shape because they see help 
as an entitlement. And I think I want to, I want to be clear. We're not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying it. And I, I know you enough, Wes, where I know this is not what you're saying. People need help for a reason because they're in a situation in their life where they are out of control and they need someone else to help guide them through it. But this, like, it is a difficult and a challenge to make the choice to say, I need help to get myself out of this situation. So for a season, I'm needing help. But the yeah. whole purpose of that season of life is not a forever. It's not means, well, I need this help forever. There's some things where some people do, but it's not an everything. I think all of us want to live lives at our peak performance, where we are thriving in our lives and improving. And then, and not just about me, if I'm improving so much, I'm, I'm turning and helping those around me again. So I, there needs to that interdependence that I'm talking about. There needs to be someone who in my life that sees that I am falling short, that sees that and can offer support to me. Yeah. And then I have to do the same thing. So you see, it's, we're both needed in that. So it's, I'm not entitled. I'm not entitled for someone to help me, but people offer me help all the time. And yeah. So- and, and to maybe add a, another point of clarity, cause you're right. I don't want this to be misconstrued. Um, obviously I'm pro compassion and pro caring and, and giving and so on and so forth. Um, to add a little bit of nuance, you know, Brian Fickert wrote a book called when helping hurts and it's a book about poverty, but I think it can be applied in different settings mm-hmm. too. And I don't, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but you know what? Just think about that when helping hurts. There, there's a there's a way of helping that actually causes harm. Yep. And and that's what I'm trying to allude to here. I really think that if we're going to help someone, we need to come alongside them and help them help themselves. Um, like for example, if if I have a deficit, whether it's financial or whether it's a skill, and I need this skill in order in order to function in my daily life, or I need the money to function in my daily life, like it's one thing for you, Austin, to come alongside and do that skill for me on my behalf, like that's helpful. Or it's one thing for you to give me the money I need to get that thing that I need that day. That's helpful, but only in the very, very short term. Because ultimately what I need is I'm going to need that tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. So if I'm in an absolute crisis, sure, like give me that thing in that moment. But what, what, what you're going to do is if you do that to me every day, if you do that task for me um, that really I need to learn this skill for, or if you give me that financial thing that, that I need for myself, if you do that tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after, I actually think you're causing me harm because you're robbing me from the ability to take care of myself, which actually gives me um, gives me honor, gives me self-respect, gives me confidence, gives me the sense of competence that I can actually do it myself. Yeah. And so I think I think sometimes what happens is like that's what entitled that's how people I think become entitled over time. And I, I think the way to help people that ultimately doesn't lead to harm is that that you are walking alongside me, but you're showing me how to do the task, right? Yeah, you're doing mm-hmm. the task with me, not for me. And then that's right. a key word with and for, like big difference, right? You're yes. doing it with me, not for me. And the same thing with money, like you're 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 maybe showing like giving helping me get a job or helping me find my own way to make my own money because ultimately that's what's going to help me tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. 
Um, yeah. it's going to, it's going to help me grow in my self-confidence and my self-respect. And in the sense that, man, you know, I can, I can stand on my own two feet, but I also need others too, but it's that yeah. I'm bringing myself to the, in, into the room. It's not just other people doing everything for me. So I, I hope, I hope that helps clarify that. Yeah, I, I think it does. It's, it's the, there's a statement of like, we, you pull yourself up by your own bootstraps but we need to ask the questions like, do you have boots? Do you know how to put the boots on? If you don't have boots, it's really hard to pull yourself up by your own bootstrap. So it's identifying the appropriate amount of help in this, in the situation we're in. And if we're talking, then, you know, we love to just only talk about the most simplest things here. So if we're talking about how do we give like the boots or the tools for relational stuff, it might be when we say a short period of time, it could be a couple of years. Like it's an appropriate expectation to show, um, to show an adult, like, Hey, this is how we handle conflict. It's going to take a couple of reps for intense conflict for them to get really good at conflict resolution, just how to not lash out in anger, not to fold in on yourself. Like there, that takes time, but it's one of those, like, once it's been modeled enough for you by someone else, you should be able to at least identify, this is how I need to respond. and then. So that's for an adult, but we don't expect a two-year-old to say, this is how you do conflict resolution. So of course, it's going to take more time for a two-year-old to understand what conflict resolution looks like. So what that means is we give help. I want to say we, I mean, this is if we're looking at a relationship and this is how we're, we're doing it. I'm going to address a relationship in the type of help that I, I provide, but also the type of help that I, that I would need based on who that other person is. Yeah, so, you're bringing up like we need to take human development into consideration. We need to take someone's yeah. theology into consideration. You're not going to treat a 25 year old the same way you're going to treat a five year old. You're Correct. not going to treat a um, a highly functioning, healthy brain the same way you would with somebody who has autism. Like mm-hmm. you've got to have appropriate expectations for the individual, or or you're going to cause harm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but the only way we're going to know that, especially because it's complicated with other adults, people have different, their debt, their, their stories speak so much into that. And so if we are having those type of like, so how do I create uh, this like dependence? Like, so if we're going to go back to the example you gave, where if I'm going to give you money, $5 every single day, so I mean, give, that's just become the norm in our relationship. Then it's going to take time to re to re uh, I guess reprogram how we relate to each other because mm-hmm. if if I don't if I just like well I'm just not giving you that money you just need to figure it out for yourself it's like well that's different. like why are you it's like I should it's taking ownership of the things I should have and now it's I real, am dependent on you. yes correct yeah and I've created that my choices and your choices help create this thing and that's just between two people and then it gets super complicated if we're talking about systems and that's what we're not that's not what i'm talking about or what we're talking about here it's we need to make sure that when we're addressing a problem it's that's at the relational level from one person to another not a systemic problem that's where things get really messy is because then we accuse or put people in this box saying like this entire type of person is lazy or dependent, or this entire type of person is entitled. And it's like, well, no, because we need to know the person. And that's how we, that I honestly think that's how we're going to break down a lot of the unnecessary 
arguments and divisions that we're seeing in our in our lives is by addressing the person in front of you. That's what I meant when we were talking about if I, we talk to a five-year-old differently than we talk to a 25-year-old. So we're going to address the person that's in front of us who's presently there. Mm-hmm. Not this, not this idea of something outside, outside of our control. Yeah. So it that takes hard work, and also it 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 forces us to have this willingness to be taught and learn something new um, about how someone experiences the world, and I, that it's putting ourselves in situations where we really aren't in control of how some who the person is in front of me, but I am only in control of, the, of how I respond to them. And if I am choosing to create a world of where people are dependent on me, or I'm choosing to never have anybody depend on me, so I'm fiercely independent, that's not healthy either. So this is like it's it's a it's a lot harder than you just say, like, oh, you know, just pull yourself up by your bootstrap, you know, own your own crap. That makes perfect sense if it's just you, but it's not just you. Like we live in the, we live in a world on purpose. And it's like there's people around. We have to figure out how to do this well together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so I think to land this plane, I think that um, the, the goal here is to be healthily interdependent. That mm-hmm. I'm not radically dependent. Um, I need, I, I, I only am okay if I'm taking from other people or I'm taking from other things. I'm not bringing anything to the table. Um, it's not healthy either to be completely independent where, um, which really is birthed out of, I think, an avoidant attachment pattern and is, what does that mean? Just, uh, it just means that I, that I relate to, I, t- I tend to relate to others, um, in an avoidant kind of way, meaning, um, I'm, I'm leery. I just, I struggle to trust. I struggle to trust others. I don't, I don't trust others. Mm-hmm. There's just a reactive mistrust um, towards the other, the irrational other, as Jerry Colonna would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it keeps me at an arm's length, you know, and that's that's ultimately, I think, what creates kind of radical independence. We have to fight for this place of interdependence that i'm I'm showing up as healthy as I can. I'm bringing my skills to the table. I'm going to speak up and share my voice, but I'm also going to listen. And receive from others that that's the way forward and that and that's messy and it's not always going to work out and in a in a perfect way i'm not saying this is easy i'm saying if we want to head into a healthy if we want to strive to be relationally healthy and we want to strive to be personally healthy um it's going to have to be we can't do it alone like you said earlier and it's gonna and it's also not us demeaning ourselves like we're showing up right we're showing up we're bringing ourselves to the table but we're also leaving room for others and we're listening to others as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll see you again soon.